0: This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Nikki. And this is The High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up.
0: Oh, don't get better the that.
1: Nope, sir. The things we do for you listeners. Press
0: buttons like a sausage-fingered freak.
1: We don't listen to Tom talk Can't enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm like, yeah, let's go. Woo. And you're just like, Whoa.
0: Yeah, like, what are you making me do again? Like, why are you forcing me to, like, do something for Christ's sake? Leave me alone.
1: You're just being a turd out there, Tom, and ain't nobody wants that. That's what I
0: got the energy for, man. Oh. That's what I got the energy for. Oh. No one else is hot. I'm the only one that goes outside and is like,
1: nope. No, I'm miserable. Like, well, I've been miserable. What? It's been like... 80 degrees plus for the last like three days and already i'm like where the fuck is fall
0: 91 yesterday that is ridiculous 91 degrees i'm not a fan it's not even real summer yet but
1: not a fan not a fan of summer not a fan of summer weather but what i am a fan of
0: oh yeah what is
1: it is overhearing what people have to say
0: oh well then why don't we start our music for your heard.
2: You heard?
1: This week's You Heard comes to us from Amsterdam between 150th and 151st Street.
0: So? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I brought seafood from City Island like you wanted.
0: Now, I was standing right next to you and this comment was made. And you had to like verify that this person said this, because you and I mentioned seafood like two weeks ago. Have yet to have gotten it, and that son of a bitch didn't help things by mentioning seafood from anywhere.
1: Exactly, exactly. And like I've I've been in the mood for seafood, and but the thing that like gets me is this. Like I have to set the scenario up. Like I know I'm not no. supposed to, but I no, have to set the on. scenario up. He was in a bu- like he was outside of a building. Yes. With his finger on the buzzer. Yes talking into the intercom yes to a woman absolutely who apparently was not letting him in
0: because she didn't know where he was so he had to explain himself
1: is that what it was because i was so fascinated by the like city island what he went all the way see what a good journalist i am (laughs) you miss
0: so much and even after we passed you're like wait, what did he say and then i had to repeat it for you and you're like oh
1: Because let me tell you, City Island is like a really far, far way away in the Bronx from where we are. Like, it is clear on the coast of the Bronx. Like, I don't even know how a human being could even... Must be a hundred miles from here. It must be. It must be. (laughs) It must be. So he went all the way to City Island to get his woman seafood. And then she wasn't letting him up. She was giving him shit through the intercom. Like... Who is someone that, like, first of all, I don't believe in, like, public fighting. Like, I think public fighting is just ridiculous.
0: Yet, if we all go on a dog walk, it happens almost every time. It's (laughs)
1: not, no, that's not public fighting. That's just me, like public snapping at you hey, and, there's uh, right. okay, and there's a difference and there's a difference like it's not like we get in like a bra like a fisticuffs or like give yeah, it was one sh- time i
0: gave you one pop to the jaw you, and you sure
1: it. did you sure did give me a pop to the jaw tom that's that, right you did and you that's know right. what <laughs> I just the old lady silence <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what that was oh my
1: god never mind we'll just end the segment right there because that is not <laughs> funny but we're both laughing
0: <laughs> i'm not laughing at all i was being very serious but all right let's end it Well, (laughs) if you're a woman who's been beaten and you're listening to this, Wait till you hear what this next guest can do for your pain. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> did I do good? You did. You did a segue. I'll say that. I won't. I won't say if it was good or bad. With
0: minimal, minimal preparation, if you could believe that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so go on, go on.
1: Well. This week, we have Daniel Yee, who is the Vice President of Corporate Communications for MedMen, which is a California-based medical marijuana dispensary that recently opened here in New York. Actually, it aptly opened on 420 of all days. Absolutely. But because of the line of work that I'm in, we got to go for a sneak peek the day before the the opening to see the store. What
0: kind of, what kind of drug thing are you in that you're allowed to go to these things? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I am a journalist who reports on New York City happenings, Tom.
0: I know, but I didn't know if everyone else knew. Let's say if somebody's tuning in for the first time. Yes, well. Let's say if somebody just got back from Mad Men, forgot what they were listening to. <laughs> Maybe they need a reminder as to what it is you do.
1: <laughs> well, they opened its doors at 433 Fifth Avenue, of all places. Yes. So, in the very ritzy, very, you know, mm, mm, part of New York, where- it's Fifth Avenue, where Tiffany's is, where all the finest, you know, retailers are, and directly across the street from, you know, the iconic Lord and Taylor building. It's all true. It's all true. <laughs> MedMen opened its doors, but it's not its first in New York State. Did you know?
0: No, I had no idea that
1: it has locations in Buffalo. Nope. In Salina, which is kind of near like Syracuse, I think, and then in Lake Success on Long Island.
0: Really, really. I would not have. I mean, their brand is suited for the you know East End of Long Island crowd. That goes without saying.
1: Is that where Lake Success is?
0: yeah I believe so like I, I think I'm not really sure where success is but I'm just saying Long <laughs> Island just in general but I'm saying their brand if if they were to open up a shop out in the Hamptons it would not be a surprise to see right. their brand out in the Hamptons right. because of just the way that it's presented
1: right right and I mean you know it, it's a really really pretty store it's very it's been called like you know the Barneys of medical marijuana it's been called the Apple Store of medical marijuana because it's just very like sparse and bright sleek. It, yeah sleek and techie and like you you learn about the products by like you know touching tablets i don't know if they're ipads so i'll just call them tablets but like you know you just swipe through and you get like each individual um product that they have so like you go through all of that and i mean it's a really really pretty pretty store
0: it really is and it's very product focused mm-hmm. it's and also campaign focused because of their new campaign which we will get into after the interview yes
1: yes we'll get into that after the interview
0: but did Um, you bring a guest to this opening
1: i did bring a guest to this opening did they enjoy it i think they did i think they did because he is a proud very proud (laughs) card carrying medical marijuana user
0: i think i know that bitch
1: (laughs) (laughs) so do i know that bitch
0: It was really a cool place.
1: Yeah, it really was. And I can do a brief rundown before we get into our interview with Daniel. All right, let's Um, do that. I could do a brief rundown. You know, so it's a 10,000 square foot store. It's open daily from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. to Mm -hmm. 8 p.m. I don't know why my voice just went like... "Eh."
0: Uh, you were very I don't know you were getting very emotional about it
1: (laughs) but medically qualified New Yorkers can purchase five different types of gel caps drops and vape pens Mm -hmm. with varying ratios you know of THC and CBD products for their specific needs yes they are wellness which provides pure CBD for patients with epilepsy Parkinson's and Huntington's Harmony is a perfect balance of THC and CBD for those who suffer from multiple sclerosis cancer IBS or chronic pain conditions yes AWAKE is a 20 to 1 THC to CBD for a daytime option for you know moderate pain um, for MS, ALS, HIV and AIDS or IBS, mm-hmm. and then you have calm which is a fifty to one TB- THC to CBD ratio for more severe symptoms um, associated with those you know previously mentioned conditions. But the one that I'm particularly interested in, and I wish that I could get my grubby little paws on.
0: You can't, but <laughs> I know somebody who might be able
1: to get something. <laughs> Is sleep which provides a hundred to one THC to CBD ratio for a relaxing and sedative effect for nighttime use because I am going through and this is not a condition that's covered in New York under medical um, under medical marijuana like there's only a few you know we've talked about this in previous shows. there's nine conditions um, that you are eligible for getting this license and Insomnia, and I get it because insomnia is something that is so easy for people to just say they have yeah, and whatever. Exactly. Because I don't think half the people that I know know what a horrible insomniac I am by looking at me.
0: Right, but there's a way around that, though. You could say, "Look, you want it for insomnia? There's a there's friggin' a sleep institute downtown. There's one in Midtown. There's right. one uptown. Go get verified. If if you go into a sleep clinic and they say." We're saying that you have insomnia. I don't know how the state can say you can't you have this. Right. I, I understand. Not everybody could just walk into a, like a place right, and be like, "I'm that, having trouble sleeping. Can I get some weed?" Right?
1: No, there should be, and I and I totally agree with this. Like, I I think it should be like this with guns. I think it should be like this with alcohol. I think it should be like this with license. Like, I think that there should be. Not hoops you have to jump through to get things. But, like, I, f- I think it's obvious that we, you know, firmly back legalization of all kinds. But, you know, I think that there there needs to be rules because people are fucking stupid, they're crazy, they're excessive, and they don't know how to control themselves. Right. Where they're ruining it for the people like us who can control themselves, who are yes. functioning with whatever ailment that they have, you know? I know. So, you know, but the sleep one is, you know, like that just sounds really, really good. Um, it's a 100 to 1 THC to CBD ratio.
0: And the reason why I would be totally down for getting that one, because I told you as soon as I saw it, I would get that in both drops and in vape pen because they have that same mixture in both. Mm-hmm. I would get both of them because for as much as it will probably help your sleep, it will most definitely help my nausea. Because THC is what right. helps nausea. So, right. I, you know, as soon as we saw that one, I was like, oh, this is the one that I would get. Even though it's labeled for sleep, I would still get it right. and just use it when, when I feel nauseous. And then as soon as that happens, instead of taking, you know, two puffs of it, as probably suggested in most vape pen cases, mm-hmm. I would take one puff of it or half a puff of it. And then I'd be like, now the nausea has gone away. And this thing is going to last me four times longer than it actually should right. because of the way I'm using it.
1: Right, absolutely. Now, how did you – you've been to, you know, another dispensary here. How, do you, mm-hmm. how did, you know, MedMen kind of with their selection, with their setup, you know, how did, how did that compare? I mean, I know we've covered it a little bit, but just as a little bit of a refresher.
0: Well – it's, it was different, for mm-hmm. sure. I, I mean, mean, it was it,
1: hard because it was an opening, so there was a lot of people there. I don't think on a daily basis there would be that many people because there's only so many legal holder card holders that right. can actually go into the store.
0: Right, which I'll talk about that part after okay. we hear the interview because, I mean, there were some definitely, you know, some very interesting numbers that I didn't realize right. that the numbers were as low as they were here in Manhattan. Um, but... I would say overall before we go into like the details of it um different in the look, different in like the presentation.
1: Like it was less because like the other one like I remember you say, you kind of explained like it was almost like going to a doctor's office. Yes. Where this is more of a welcoming like there because there's something there's something that's just is a turn off when you walk in and somebody's mm-hmm. behind that desk like
0: yeah, but I mean, before we jump in and say it was clinical, it was more like holistic medicine okay. doctor type of thing. So, I mean, it was definitely more laid back and it was definitely like calming music. Okay. I mean, but that was, there was my
1: misconception. Then.
0: But there was more distraction around than product, if that makes any sense. There was one counter that had like the few things that they have and then the rest of it was nice vases paintings things mm-hmm. and like places to sit down you know offices to get consultation from it was doctors. almost like
1: they weren't putting the products though at the forefront which is what exactly. MedMen does
0: exactly it's it's 100 different in that aspect okay. where MedMen are saying like come look at our products and these people are trying the other place that i went to Etain. um they basically have a situation where the um the place is set up. If you saw it from the street, you would never know what it was.
1: Right, right.
0: You would never know. I mean, it, it looks beautiful, but like it would just looks like, you know, maybe like a place where you might go and buy a vase or something right. like that. And
1: I mean, and maybe that's intentional because it's been a it's been here for a while. Yeah. It was in a time when it was very like it wasn't like, you know, it hadn't been decriminalized. You know what? Little, it's been decriminalized here, yeah. So it was a totally different time, and they probably were just like, We're we don't want to like have unwelcomes, you know, people coming in, right. like they probably didn't want to draw attention to it because they didn't know how people were going to react, right? But New Yorkers, exactly, they don't care. I yeah, mean, you we, we're the coolest people in the world building,
0: and if the windows open, you're going to smell exactly. weed, it's just exactly, what it is. exactly. But you know, one other thing, um, when You go into Mad Men, and I I actually had to ask when we were there at that pre-opening thing. um, You don't need to have, like, an appointment to go in. Whereas the other dispensary, you had to call and schedule a time to go in because if you didn't go there with an appointment, you weren't getting into the other dispensary. Right. Where Mad Men, you just walk up to the door, and if you have your card, I believe they let you in without an appointment and then you can just go and buy your product.
1: Okay, yeah. So,
0: I mean, that's also a very b- huge difference because I can understand when the lo- the laws first allowed dispensaries to move into the area, you would want to take every precaution, like you were sure, saying, to right. keep people from just walking in and out, possibly robbing the place. Who knows? Sure,
1: right, right. And, I mean, then you can't fault them for that because it was such a new space for the East Coast. Right. Because, you know, like Daniel, like, we'll eventually get to you, I promise. But uh, We're like, working on it. <laughs> but like like he mentions in the in the interview you know the whole west coast uh, right. is is, is complete is completely legal and you know and i mean the east coast the northeast coast is is getting that way i mean new england is technically you know is yeah. pretty much the same as as you know the california and like the, the pacific northwest so you know times are times they are a changing as uncle bob once sang
0: they are and and um You know, again, there are some really, really good things that are brought up in the interview. So why don't we get into that first? Yes,
1: because we did talk about the the store. We talked about kind of like the the aesthetic of the store. But Daniel's going to get into a little bit more of what it took to bring the store to New York City Mm -hmm. and how important it was to the company to come into this space. And, you know, and how excited he is for the future of cannabis and the business it does. And he also shares a personal story about his own experience um, with pain, like how medical marijuana has ha- helped his pain. Yes. His mu- his oh my god, you just like got me like all derailed because he's blowing kisses at the dog. He has never once blown a kiss at me. Do you know how many times a day he tells this dog how much he loves her? Maybe you grow with a little more hair, a little facial area. Consider it and change my attitude like even worse. Uh, good lord. Exactly. We don't need that. Because that's what she is. Anyway, so Daniel talks about what it's like operating in this space <laughs> <laughs> and how, you know, the company feels, you know, as some people are thinking that the federal prohibition of marijuana is going to come to an end, including Daniel. So let's turn it over to Daniel Yi, who is vice president of corporate communications for MedMen.
0: All right, let's roll that bean
1: footage.
2: Great. Well, how long, you know, can you just talk a little bit about the process of bringing MedMen to New York City? You know, how long did that process take for you guys to, you know, decide to come here and then actually open the doors on Friday?
3: Sure. Um, Well, I don't mean to be coy with this, but I think if if you think of it in some terms, actually, this has been a process like 20 years in the making, right? Right. Um, All the way from from California legalizing medical marijuana, you know, over two decades ago, all the way to now having a marijuana store on on Midtown and Fifth Avenue, it's, it's 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 a long process. Um, how did Mad Men get to this point, specifically with that store? Um, we we were hired uh, in late 2016 to manage Bloomfield Industries, which was one of the uh, original five companies that got um, a license from the from the New York New York Department of mm-hmm. Health to cultivate, manufacture, and distribute medical marijuana products uh, in the state. So Bloomfield Industries had hired men. Men, you know, we're a California-based company, and we have a, uh, you know expertise in cultivation, and extraction, right. and and distribution. So they hired us. Um, one of the first things we did when when Bloomfield Hired us was to move the cultivation and manufacturing site from uh, where they had originally in Queens to uh, Utica, which is where we have the factory now. Okay. There were three dispensaries that were already in existence in Lake Success, Buffalo, and Syracuse, and we had license. We had the permit to open one more, and that happened to be in Manhattan. Uh, the state dictates where the license. Operators can can open stores right. because it lets make sure that it's you know diverse enough. So I don't know the exact details and what the parameters are, <coughs> excuse me. But um, I know that three of the ROs had permits to open stores in Manhattan. So that was part of the reason why that weighed in the. Uh, uh, it wasn't the only factor, but obviously it was one of the factors that weighed in our decision to purchase Bloomfield Industries. Right. Okay. Um, the fact that, that it had a license to open a store in Manhattan. So since then, in the last, um, since the, the the since the uh, the purchase of Bloomfield Industries, I believe it was in early 2017. So it's been about a year. So you know, researching the real estate, um, uh, making sure that you know we pass all the the requirements from the state. Um, and since even since then, obviously the the program has evolved uh, in New York. I think one of the key things that happened in New York that helped with uh, with that store was uh, the state recently uh, allowed members of the public, if you're 18 and over, to walk into a medical marijuana dispensary and browse, mm-hmm. which is tremendous for a, a, a store like ours, which we're turning into a flagship store that is making a statement okay. about legalization. Um,
2: right.
3: So that's, yeah, so that that was part of all, all the process that went in. So, in terms of how long we've been in New York, it's been a little over a year, and that sort of the year in the process. But it speaks to the larger evolution of cannabis in the U. S. and and the, and for MedMen, right, as a company in right. the states um, we we've, we've been working toward this moment for the better part of a decade
2: right absolutely and you know how was the first weekend here you know did it meet your expectations did it exceed you know what 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 did you think going into the opening on 420 to you know what the actual weekend was (laughs) you know i'll
3: be honest with you it's hard to have expectations uh, in this space and in the cannabis industry today because things move so fast um and um you know it's uh it's hard to to predict exactly what's going to happen, right. but you can have a general idea. I mean, we were pretty sure we were we were pretty sure that opening up a marijuana store across the street from Lord and Taylor on Fifth Avenue was going to catch some <laughs> attention,
2: right? Right. <laughs> I think I think that
3: was a safe bet. Um, and also, yeah, and also that store is less about how much business it does today. A lot of the, uh, you know, the reason why we're opening that's because I got, while I was in New York, I, I got that question a lot. Like people, are, you know, a lot of reporters were asking me, like, why why is Manhattan open or you know, uh, rent here can't be cheap. You guys are opening a store like in, in midtown Manhattan, one of the most pricey real estate in the world, right. when there are only 50,000 some registered medical marijuana patients um, in the whole state. And I said, yes, but that's if you're like sort of so narrowly focused on the today. The whole thing about this cannabis space is about, you know, having your sights into the future. And when more and more states are legalizing marijuana every year, when public opinion shifts on this every year, there are a record number of Americans now supporting legalization of marijuana. When you have a former Speaker of the House, John Boehner, joining the advisory board of a pot company,
2: when Hi. you have
3: Charles <laughs> Schumer yeah, when Schumer is introducing uh, legislation to decriminalize marijuana, and when you've got Andrew Cuomo for the first time, actually, was the timing was couldn't have been better for us um, in terms of bringing attention to the issue of legalization in New York. Mm-hmm. When Andrew Cuomo, the week before uh, the opening of our store, says New York ought to legalize adult use, I think. I think we're on the right side of this issue as a company uh we We expect that that the federal prohibition will end at some point hopefully right. soon because right. um it makes all the sense in the world like we're putting people in jail for for having an eighth of a uh you know for having two grams of marijuana on them. It just doesn't make any sense right so right. you're we're looking to the future, and I think this statement, this, this, this store makes, makes that statement about normalizing cannabis, right, um, that you can have a store for cannabis in the middle of Midtown, and, and that should be perfectly acceptable.
2: Right, absolutely. And, you know, being that MedMen has been around so long and this changing tide of acceptance and conversation both from, you know, advocates within the community to politicians who for the first time are coming out saying, like, hey, this is something that could be a positive – you know, are you still seeing the same amount of misconceptions, you know, with people when they find out your line of work or when, you know, you're, you're traveling around the country or doing things? You know, are you still seeing the same amount of misconceptions or are they kind of falling to the wayside now as, you know, it becomes more mainstream?
3: Um, when I share this story uh Couple of weeks ago, when we were opening our factory in Nevada, uh, we had you know we had a, a ribbon cutting in our factory in Nevada, and, and there were a number of people who attended local, you know, politicians and, and and business leaders. And I told this story to them because Adam's point was, hey, look, who would have thought five years ago that a marijuana company would be, you know, building a factory just outside Reno and employing people and being such an economic you know plus that right. like, local community leaders would be attending, right? And the story that I shared with them was. My 70-year-old uh, Korean immigrant mother, who grew up thinking, like, really, she was she, she, she thought of, of marijuana as the devil's weed, right? I mean, right, to sure. to her <laughs> Korean mind, like, everything's a drug. Like, there was no difference between cocaine and, and heroin and marijuana. It was all, quote-unquote, drugs, right? Right. And um, uh, two or three months ago, I gave her a small sample of a tincture because my father, uh, he's he's uh, got early onset uh, Alzheimer and, and at one point he just he just decided he wasn't going to eat anymore and he stopped eating and my mom went into a panic because uh, he was losing weight you know really fast my dad's seventy nine so I gave her this little tincture and I said you know this is this is cannabis this is marijuana it's okay for you to give it to him it's now legal in California and by the way for the last two years I've been working at a marijuana company. <laughs> Right? So, right, so that's that's when I told her. yeah. And and my mom looks at the bottle, she looks at me, and she goes, "So you can get this for free?" <laughs> that was her that was her question, right? Because and then I then I when I probed the news, it's like, well, it's like it's like I read in the news, it's now legal. So in my mother's mind, who by the way she never smoked pot in her entire life, she you know she thought only only bad people smoke pot. but right. all yeah. For her was for the government to say it's okay.
2: Right. So in her right.
3: mind, like, you know, she grew up, like, when the government says you don't do something, you don't do it. You don't they're, do it, right. You don't question it. Yeah, you don't ask why. Like, they know better. If they're saying it's legal, it must be because it's bad. Now the government says it's legal. She doesn't even question why it was bad last year, and this year it's fine, right? So, right, you know, like, right. Okay, it's fine, <laughs> and we can use it. And then what does that do, right? So she used it, actually. And then three days later, my dad was eating again. And by the way, like, prescription uh, uh, appetite enhancement didn't work for him. Right. And Two point five milligrams of THC, uh of, you know, Papa Barclay, three to one thc the C B D, you know, tincture is what did it for him and he's eating again. Now, oh,
2: that's wonderful. She sold.
3: She sold on it and she's telling all of her, you know, uh golfing buddies in in Buena Park and in Fullerton in, in, in you know in Orange County and now they wanna know where they can get this and I tell them, just go to the store and buy it.
2: <laughs> right. I am
3: not gonna be I'm not gonna be a dealer, right? It's, just, <laughs> it's legal now. You can just right. go to the store, and walk into the store, and just buy it. And she right. said, "Oh yeah, that's true. It's legal now, right?" So that's her true. her friends have been going to our men's store down in Orange County buying things. Oh um, my
2: god, that's wonderful. I, yeah, I think
3: you were asking me about the misconception that I found in New York. Uh, the biggest misconception that I found in New York is, and uh, you know, I, I love New York City. It's the best city in the world. I would live in New York City in a heartbeat because it's one of the most progressive, you know, cities in the world. Like right. right? New York. New York is a global stage, but I was telling people, like, when it comes to cannabis or when it comes to marijuana, you guys are way behind, because I, the biggest misconception that I heard in New York are people are like, really, do you, do you really think this, th- that it will be legalized? Or what makes you think that? And I said, oh, what my makes gosh. you think that? <laughs> uh, what makes me think that is that like California, the sixth largest economy in the world, the most popular state in the union, just legalized it. The entire world... Folks, it's, it's legal in the entire West Coast of the United States. California is going to legalize it. New England pretty much is legal there because it's legal in Massachusetts, Maine, and Vermont. Like right? right. everybody's talking about it, New Jersey's talking about it. What do you mean? Why am I so optimistic that I think this is going to be legalized? Like you guys are so insular, you don't think it's going to happen unless it's true in New York. But it's right. going to happen. Like in right. here's the reason why I we are so optimistic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So wasn't that fun? It was. <laughs> I fun. really, I liked talking about, you know, because like we said, like we, we, you know, there's such a stigma against people that people who don't understand what's happening and they just read the headlines or they just already have that predetermined opinion about something. Right. Like those of us who know, who read the stories, who <laughs> write the stories, they, we have a better sense of like because, especially living with someone who has. A chronic illness that this helps, like, it,
0: and he appreciates it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it just so happens that you know he's been a lifelong fan of the magical weed <laughs> more than
0: ever, though. Now, for but, sure,
1: yeah. But because you understand the benefits of it and how it's helping you, and I think that that's wonderful.
0: Well, that's it. I and and this is the this is the whole thing about this whole topic. In college, you know, you didn't know what the risks were. Because you had people on television, you know, doing this is your brain on drugs.
1: Right. You know, And then busting up an apartment with eggs in a pan. Right.
0: (laughs) Getting all wild with it. But, you know, on the other hand, you're watching people who are doing it and you're saying, I'm not seeing this destructive behavior. So you're not really sure if you're in the group that's going to just be couch locked and loving life. Or you're going to be in this other group of, you know, scrambled brains, you know, and you're like going, man, I I could be either one of those groups. I don't know. So I feel like anybody who starts out usually starts out cautiously where they'll be like going, I'm the occasional smoker where mm-hmm. once a week I might smoke maybe once every other week. And then when I realize it's not messing with me, I can do like twice right, a week right. and that's it. Now that I have pain and I have the doctors actually saying, like, it's going to do more good for you than bad, it just makes sense to be like, well, if I need it, I'll take it. You and I have been discussing a lot lately about, you know, how we hide in the bedroom to smoke when Tyler's not here. Mm -hmm. But yet it's not an issue if we all sit down and have dinner and you decide that you want to have a drink with dinner. Like, you won't even think twice about getting up and saying, I want a glass of wine with dinner because why would you? And even when you get up, you know, sometimes Tyler's like, can I have a glass of wine? And it's like, sure, here's a half a glass of wine. Yeah. And it's and it's not like a big deal. We're having it with but dinner. I, Nobody thinks bad about it. But the
1: reason that I have a trepidation when she's around is because... I get a sense that she is uncomfortable about it. Like she is still, I think she's still trying to wrap her brain around it because of maybe preconceived things that she has. I mean, she's friends with people who I'm sure, I mean, she goes to art school for Christ's sakes. She's a photographer. She's out in the streets all the time. She goes to shows at clubs, you know? So, I mean like she probably knows a lot of people who do it, but like, I think she's also just like, I don't want to, you know, she just. Yes. So, I mean, and I just think that she just has, like, she's trying to come to terms with it. Right. And, and I totally get that. And but, I want to respect that. And I don't want to make her uncomfortable because we're parents.
0: Right. But in the same respect, my point was, is that I don't feel comfortable Doing it, I would. I would ne- not. That I have never done it in front of her. I don't even consider. I would never even consider doing it in right. front of her. And you know, that's what we were saying the other day. It's like weird how you know you can have a drink in front of her, but neither one of us would consider sitting down and smoking in front of her. Either even though it's a doctor imp- right, imp-
1: right, right approved
0: thing. Right. You know, and it's kind of like the stigma is still there, even when you know you're not in violation for it to be there. Right. Which is messed up, man.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I mean, like, you know, we have changed a lot. Like, we're talking about it openly now. Right. I'm talking about it with people that aren't you. You know, I'm talking about it on a more regular basis because it's part of what's happening. It's part of the landscape.
0: Right. And I also think that, look, the the, the amazing fact that I wanted to bring up was um, 50,000 people in New York Have legal car, you know, legal in the
1: state or in the city?
0: I believe he said in the city during the interview. 50,000, man, that's such a low number
1: when there's eight and there's more than eight and a half million people,
0: right? So it's like a drop in the bucket. And the only way more people are going to be brought into a medical type program is if the people who are legally taking it can step up and say, Yes, it is helping me. I mean, I I honestly think that if somebody even came forward and said, look, it helps me, but, you know, here is one drawback just to show, like, all right, it's not the cure-all, be-all for everything. Like, because nobody's saying what the drawbacks are.
1: Right, right, exactly.
0: And and maybe there needs to be, like, all right, look, there's one thing that you might have to worry about or two things that you might have to worry about.
1: Right, because, I mean, obviously, you know, if I'm, if I'm mentioning, you know, like the sleep one where it's, like, it's this much, it's, like, 100% of, you know, THC versus the CBD – And it's like it's a relaxing, sedative effect for nighttime use. Like it can't be more clear that that is something that's going to knock you out. Right. So, but yet we willingly, and I do it too because I am the first person when anybody has an ailment. It's like, do you want a Tylenol? Do you want to take one of my Naproxen? Exactly. We just will pop fucking pills in our mouth that have probably helped cause been a catalyst or some sort of cause to so many health issues that we constantly do because of the shit that they put in it, that pharma has put in it. So like, but you're going to willingly just throw whatever pills in your mouth. But this natural herb that is doing wonders for people that you don't hear about any types of. I mean, how long do medical trials go on for? You hear they test. You worked at Pfizer, you know, like yeah. they. How long these things are tested on animals, on people, and how many people have probably gotten some kind of disease as the trials and clinical things have been happening? So it's like, but that's the type of stuff, and I bet you there are people ta- being ta- talking about that. But I bet it's probably like kept as quiet as it possibly can, because I think the more people that find out that it's without a lot of side effects aren't going to know what to do with themselves. Imagine what they'd be able to do if they didn't have the side effect that they have. I have to take my pill. I need to sit down for a minute.
0: Well, that's, and and also the other thing is, is when you're, I mean, I, I don't know personally when it has become acceptable. At one point in life, taking pills became as acceptable as it was to the point of, you know, a nationwide Opioid epidemic, epidemic, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's just, it became so easy to give out. And the pills got more and more dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just kept making pills stronger and stronger or making them more accessible as time went on. Right. Because, you know, you've had, these painkillers have been around for quite a few years, but it's not until now that these things are happening. And even here in New York City, they're talking about, like, opening up, like, safe, safe injections yeah
1: safe injection sites and everything like that's ha- like th- when that is something that you're wi- and i mean when when that's something that you're willing to do to help people help themselves that's fucked up that i'm going to open a place for you to safely inject p- drugs that could kill you instead of addressing the one fucking industry that helped us get here right Right. Like, that's fucked up. Uh, yep. Oh, wait, are you getting a kickback from pharma? There you go.
0: Right. And and not only is that a slap in the face, but it's also like those people are allowed to, like, take drugs in safe havens from the city. But if I get caught with more <laughs> of than an ounce of weed, you're going to put me in jail? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes no sense And at imagine all. if you
1: were a person of color. Imagine uh, if you were a person of color, How how that would be. But meanwhile, somebody can go, yeah, please come in.
0: And I think that it's great for the people who who need it and stuff like that. I'm not against the idea. I'm against the idea that that's acceptable. But more than an ounce of weed, is it right? We can't even I mean, an ounce of weed is a lot of weed. But, you know, my biggest thing about Mad Men and the other place where I had Med Mad Men. Mad Men. Mad exactly. Men. Mad Men.
1: Mad Men. Mad Men. Med Men. I,
0: I'm not going to keep saying it. <laughs> I'm not going to keep saying it. I just wanted it. to
1: see how long you would go.
0: You got to give me a dollar every time I say it. You pay the advertising bill this time. <laughs> All right. So the thing about Mad Men and the other place where I had went previously was the fact that they only had, you know, tincture drops vapes and that was pretty much it mm-hmm. no regular weed in california they're allowed to sell everything right they're allowed to sell flowers and stuff like that me personally i would much rather buy flowers not to just be smoking it instead of smoking a vape because at the end of the day i could smoke a vape i could smoke you know right. out of a pipe and same effect both times i'm fine either way right but it's the cooking aspect of it for Mm -hmm. me, where I'd like to be able to break down the flour in either butter or oil and be able to cook with it. And I think that I'm not, I cannot be the only one who knew about weed before getting a legal script, walking into a dispensary (laughs) and being like, wait a minute, where are these cool jars filled with different flavors? <laughs> and I wanted to smell like petroleum. And, and I was like, this is not We'd the dispensary, we thought.
1: We'd get it. We'd <sighs> have to move to California, sweetheart. or
0: Seattle. Colorado. Or Colorado. I know. But it's kind of crazy, you know, that you're like you can have. The same, the drug is the drug. It doesn't matter if it's in a vape. It doesn't matter if it's in a pill. But it I can if go in into drug. this
1: shooting, the safe injection site, and shoot up whatever I want. Yeah,
0: Clorox and, mm-hmm. you know, heroin mixture. That's fine.
1: I could be like Nikki Six and mainline Jack Daniels.
0: No, you can't do that. You could, you definitely couldn't do that because no, you couldn't I, give yourself a needle. But no, true,
1: that's <laughs> very true.
0: <laughs> but seriously, it's kind of, you know, insane to think that you can get the same drug in a different form, but in the natural form that it comes in, you can't have it as that. It has to be because, processed before it's given to you.
1: Because what is natural to Americans? Like, what is natural? Like,
0: processed, processed food. Like,
1: we don't know how to do anything. Like, they killed our taste buds. And I mean, granted, like, hey, I'm one of those people, too, because, like, I love processed is just as much as the next person, because that's what we ate. That's what yeah. you eat here, you know? I and know. it's like, okay, whatever, but... Yeah.
0: Well, so, I mean, aside from that, the place, like I said. And, you and it agree. just was,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, I've looked never, amazing. I've not been in, you know, the other ones because I can't go in there. But, you know, it was, it was nice. And the people that were walking around that work there, you know, are very, very nice. They've got this great ad campaign that's kind of like an anti-stoner campaign. Like, because the word does have that connotation to it. Absolutely. You know, and I really, and we took our pictures, you know, and it's like, and it's basically like it's you with your face and it says stoner but the stoner is slashed out and it's like what word would you use right you so. know you put creative i put writer and it's like that's who i am i'm not so, i'm not a stoner i'm not like a druggy i'm not like a dropout, like... Because I just remember, like, when our parents found out that we had smoked pot when I was a kid. Ooh. They were like, druggy you're a druggy dropout. And it's like, no, because I'm still in school and I'm going to college next year. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like... But that yeah, doesn't that's, make sense. That's, you're right, you're right. I'm just a hobo now. <laughs> yep, you virgin whore. <laughs> like, you know, Sacrifice me, please.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, overall... Very, very cool dispensary. I'm going to go there and get some product um, in the upcoming weeks for sure. Um, I would have actually have gone sooner, but, you know, the opening just happened. and. Um,
1: you were having a kind of rough week. Uh,
0: yes. And we'll get into that next, I guess.
1: Alrighty then let's get into the potsy. All
0: right. I'm going on all these different face group pots you know facebook, groups
1: yeah facebook pot groups yeah pots groups yeah okay
0: exactly and um <laughs> as i'm going through them i am like why the hell do i feel like i am off the rails now for three weeks in a row why i don't know so i started looking it up and it could definitely have to do with the heat
1: mm-hmm.
0: people are definitely struggling with the heat and it seems like a lot of the things that that they're complaining about during the hot months are things that I am definitely having a major struggle with. Brain fog, mm-hmm. like just trying to keep concentrated. I had to do some programming this week. It was an absolute nightmare how that worked out. Um, then there was um, blurry vision, mm-hmm. which has just been getting horrifically worse and that's usually, you know, caused by the amount of blood pressure in the back of the eyes from what I understand. So, um, I can get glasses, but if my blood pressure changes higher or lower, it might affect the script. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it could be great now. And in an hour from now it might not be the right script. So it's just hard to fix things that really don't have a fix. (laughs) <laughs> when it comes right down to it, you know? Right. Um, falling over easily now, more than ever, and the feeling of nausea has just been, like, just...
1: That's it's been, that's a, been a, the death. Been, yeah, it it really
0: feels like death at this point in time.
1: Like, the, I've been legitimately scared several times the past few weeks. Just looking at you is frightening because you just are not... You're not here and you're withering away and it's frightening.
0: And, you know, in testament to MedMen and other dispensaries, seriously, if it wasn't for the medicinal marijuana script, I really don't know how I'd be handling it uh, as much mentally as I am now because the marijuana is literally the only thing that stops nausea. Right. It is the only there is nothing else that I have taken or can do to make it stop, and that includes not eating because I'm like if I don't eat, I can't feel sick, right? No, no it's I still good. feel yeah. sick. Like nothing makes it go away. Right. So you know, I, from what I understand, again, it's just the a heat, change in the weather, right, the, the way, way things not are.
1: Helping. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I feel a lot calmer in the air conditioner, just lowering like. All the blinds, keeping it kind of dark and cool as possible. This Uh, is all part
1: of your plan. I know it. (laughs) I know.
0: I mean, all of my work has been leading up to this, you know. But seriously, it's just been a very, very insane now three weeks in a row. Right. So. um, Well, what
1: are you going to do about it?
0: What can I do about it?
1: Nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to do about it the same thing that our producer Kona is going to be doing about it. I'm just going to be laying on the couch in a lot of conditioning, And uh, just when it's a good day, just bang out as much as I possibly can. I mean, in those hours that I am feeling good, I'm getting a ton of shit done. Right,
1: yeah. No, like you have been like, when you have that rare moment, you are just like making the most of it. And then I, but then I think... That you know you you push yourself too much because you're like I'm having a good day I'm gonna go do all this stuff and then it's like oh shit and then like you're down for like two days, so it's like you're having trouble kind of delegating your energy where you should do maybe one or two things, not seven or eight things.
0: But my but my fear is is that I'm gonna have those down two days no matter what I do, so I might as well just try to cram as much in as I can because you know.
1: But I'm also inherently lazy and I just think you should be too.
0: Yeah, so this way when you don't do shit, I'll be like, Oh look at me. Laying in bed, not able to get up, I can't move my arms. But sure, you don't have to like pick up that piece of chocolate you dropped on the floor like the other night.
1: (laughs) What? I didn't drop a piece. I would never drop a piece of chocolate. What are you talking about?
0: They do get stuck on your shirt sometimes. Sometimes it depends on the time of night where
1: sometimes, yeah, if I'm like Yeah, if my my pharmaceutical kicks in, then...
0: (laughs) Then yes, there's usually a little chocolate dropping on on Nicky's front porch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's neither here nor there, nor is it fit for Potsy, so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for Potsy anyway, so I mean, we could totally wrap it up now.
1: And subsequently, I guess we should wrap up the show, eh? Yeah,
0: I think it was a pretty good one, right?
1: I think so. I think, much. you know,
0: Daniel at Mad Men was
2: great. He was great
1: to talk to. I Absolutely. really, really like talking to him. And, you know, I, th- I think it's a really good step for the city and, you know, the country as a whole that. This is something that happened, that we have now three medical dispensaries in this city of eight and a half million people with lots of people with various health issues that hopefully can get some help.
0: Yes. And 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 I would also say Daniel's hope of legalization coming, you know, is very inspiring to hear,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, he's tapped into the industry. So, I mean, he's right he knows the data in a way that we never would because we don't have a company at stake, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was really good to just kind of get the business side and see what a business that's involved in this, you know? Because I think yeah, it's a absolutely. really curious space right now. And it's really – it's it's exciting, but it's also like, what the fuck are you waiting for?
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, the fact that you can light a joint in Seattle and drive down the entire Pacific Coast Highway and not get a ticket – but I can walk out of my apartment door if I didn't have a license <laughs> and get, like, you know, get one for for that. Whatever, man. Right. It's just ridiculous. But exactly. But we'll get there.
1: Maybe someday. We'll maybe get we'll there.
0: See it. So uh, while you're waiting for legalization to come, <laughs> if you want to learn more about The High Regard Show, check us out at highregardshow.com. And, of course, you can always reach out to us at highregardshow at gmail.com
1: and you can always find us on social media as highregardshow and then don't forget to follow Kona as the Kona persona because she's super cute
0: yes she is what the hell's wrong with you that's right Mm -hmm. well everybody thank you so much for listening again thank you Daniel for coming on the show this week and MedMen for providing a service that this entire country could probably use
1: (laughs) in more ways than one (laughs) yeah have a good week everybody
0: Good night.